0: This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid.
1: And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life
0: after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, kid art, my house is not the Guggenheim. Plus, Biz has a shotgun update, Teresa has a kindergarten breakdown... And we talked to American cartoonist and children's book writer and illustrator, Mark Allen Stamity.
1: Woo! Is that what we're saying? <laughs> your woo, I think so. Okay, good. Your woo scared the crap out of me today. <laughs> did it? Yeah, you looked over at me, and then all of a sudden it like exploded out of your mouth. <laughs> I was not I just, ready. Guys, I literally just it
0: was like, my brain just went somewhere else for a second, and then I was like, I'm supposed to be wooing. And then I guess I did kind of give it like a ah. Yeah. That. All right. Whew.
1: Got Woo. my heart rate going. Woo. Got, Got the even, heart rate going. Even a Barry
0: XR sound engineer is looking at me like, <laughs> yeah, maybe everybody should settle be, down a little settle bit. Settle down. Some deep
1: breaths. Yeah. So, so, should we start off today with a meditation? We, oh, should I just redo that? Yeah. No, Would no. no it was that? really fun. Okay, good. No, no, we're People are going to be driving it's off gold. the road. It's I gold. apologize. No, it's great.
0: How are you, Teresa?
1: Uh, um. Hopefully, I won't cry about this today because I cried about it so much yesterday. Well, let me let me do what I did before the show and get yeah. ready to really be helpful. Yeah, by not that being was helpful, super helpful. <laughs> the, just so you guys know, surprise, surprise! I told Biz before the show that I was going to have a kindergarten breakdown, and she just launched into this like whole monologue about like twenty different things that I should be freaking out about about kindergarten, which were not even the things yeah. that I was already freaking nope. out about. You're welcome. Yeah, it was great. Friendship. And then she and then she finished up with like, "Oh, I'm ruining this. Um, actually, it's gonna be great. You guys will both be great." Like, <laughs> I that's, let's just store that away for my fail
0: later. Today, I, my fail. I'm off the hook for my fail today. I've already done it. All right, tell us about the kindergarten breakdown.
1: Oh, I don't know. I just, I mm. just got really emotional about it yesterday. I had Simon's, um, like spring teacher conference mm-hmm. with his pre-K teacher, um, in the morning, which was great. Um. But I don't know. I always get emotional in those things. I have no idea why. <laughs> I don't know if it's like something about... Yeah. I, I don't know what it is exactly. I can't put my finger on it. But there is something about now it's spring and it's yeah. about to be summer. And they're going to have... He's staying at his pre-K yeah. during the summer. They have a summer program. Um, and that's going to be really fun. He's excited about that. But basically, it's like hitting me, you know, that Simon's going to be going to kindergarten in yeah. the fall. And, um, wow, I... I'm so nervous and scared and I can say that to you guys because to him, I'm like totally being cool and like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. You know, like I'm just super stoked (laughs) for him. But like internally, I, I hate it. I like hate it already. Like I like the idea of like a year from now, it like being something we're used to that is a fun idea I'm not anti-school like (laughs) and we have like a nice neighborhood school that we're gonna go to and I'm sure it'll be fine but like the idea of this transition for me and like just sending him off into like a huge classroom you know with a teacher that I don't know and kids that I don't know I'm sure I'm not worried about the kids but like just the school just feels big I know it's an elementary school but like coming from like a tiny preschool it just feels huge and I suddenly have this feeling like he needs to be able to like take care of himself now like Mm. he's gonna be like on his own in a weird way and I know that's not really true but it feels that way like compared to being in this like nurturing environment that's like it's not just like pre-k learning it's like very nurturing like the teachers like are like taking care of the kids for throughout you know what I mean like no idea, yeah. not, that, not that kindergarten teachers don't do that I realize like kindergarten teachers are totally amazing and they totally take care of the kids right. but like their primary job as I understand it is like learning like teaching the kids the stuff that they're supposed to learn that year you know they just have a I think they have a harder job because they have like 25 or 30 kids in there
0: you know, well, it's just really different. If it helps at all, and I'll try not to fuck this up, Okay, is that I had those same, especially the teacher thing. Oh, yeah. what am I going to do? But I found that across the board, the kinder teachers in particular are so awesome because they understand where all these kids are coming from, uh-huh. they understand that kids have s- some kids have never even been in a preschool situation before. Uh-huh. Some have come from a preschool situation where they're used to having four or five teachers, and they're also used to all of us parents coming in and mm-hmm. being like, "Ah right yeah. so they actually it's not just teaching them all the stuff that they need to know. Mm-hmm. They are teaching them a variety of coping skills mm-hmm. uh, that and independent skills. In a safe environment, mm-hmm. I, 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 I it really was. They do a really good job. That does not negate the fear.
1: Yeah, and no, the but feeling. that's really good to hear. Like that—that's a really nice way of thinking about it too. Like that—that that totally makes sense. Yeah, they're like, pros. They've, they've done this a lot. Yeah, and they yeah, and they're not <laughs> expecting my kid to like come in and know what to do. Yeah, I. This is. No matter
0: what I say, the truth is, it is incredibly hard and it is incredibly valid what you're feeling. And I, any new experience, but there's something monumental about kindergarten. Mm -hmm. There is. So it's, I, I hear you. Thank you. And I am sorry. I am screwing up supporting you. No, 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 no. This is a a hard one. I mean, we should just like say to everybody listening, this is one of those hard ones. This is like. I, I have known this is coming for you. Yeah. And I, I have not wanted to be the, like, you don't know, right? Yeah. But it's also really hard to not want to share your experiences yeah. of what you're going through because you've already been through it, right? Like, it, this yeah. is like a weird parenting friend universe when your kids aren't at the same or at different places. Right. It's a hard one to be supportive. Yeah. And it's a hard one to not want to share your experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard one to not, in your support cross the line and not be supportive right it's the old like it's like with pregnancy yeah. We're like how are you feel you know yeah. like it's like
1: all those same things We're like get ready for the birth like yeah. it might be fine but here's all yeah. these all the terrible st- things well, that could happen because i want to prepare you but but it probably won't but it's happen it's probably be great. great yeah so this is
0: <laughs> i will just try my best to commit to being as supportive as possible over the next year
1: well i thank you i really appreciate that and i also appreciate that you've been through this before and I know I can go to you with questions if I have questions. Yes, like- and
0: I will try and take all of our normal things and <laughs> do not give advice unless asked for advice. Do not give horror stories okay. unless asked for horror stories.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: don't want ghost stories on your camping trip to <laughs>
1: Uh So, well... Okay. Yeah. So, anyways. that's it's a big deal. That's where I'm at. Thank it's you. It's a big deal. I'm sure you guys will get to hear me talk about this a bunch more over the coming months. <laughs> we're all, <months. laughs> all going to pull together on this.
0: It's not like you're the only person. Like, we have so many listeners oh, who are yeah. going through this right this minute. Solidarity, guys. Yes. Yeah, so, this is going to be a big solidarity week. Um, How are you? I'm fine. I got... <laughs> I'm just, like, in that parenting void right now where I'm like, what day is it? Like, oh, I'm literally, God, yeah. all I've got is, like, the minute that oh, I am yeah. in. And oh, that yeah. is the only place that Good. I am aware of.
1: Hey, that is very zen.
0: It, sure. Or a sign <laughs> that something's broken. <laughs> uh, but I just, this morning, Katie Bell, we're heading off to school, and Katie Bell's like, I'm going to take my Shopkins to school. And I was like, ding! I should just let everybody know. <laughs> Shopkins update. Those of you who heard our <laughs> toy episode. yeah. Where I kind of went off on Shopkins, which if you, for whatever reason, don't know what a Shopkin is, it's a bullshit, tiny, little, like the size of a quarter, like toy, and it's usually something you would shop for, mm-hmm. like a boot, or a fruit, or whatever, a milk, a milk bottle. Consumer goods. Consumer goods. And then they stuck a face on it, and then they, <laughs> they were like... You think kids want this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> woo! And they do. Kids, fucking, you can never find these fucking Shopkins anywhere because they're sold out. They're always sold That's out. So it's funny, so weird. These bullshit little piece of shit yeah. toys, right? And we are—we uh, joked about they're all going to be gone within a day. They like, should might as right. well be called Little Losables. Ha ha right, ha! Right. Yeah, uh, trademarked. I'm just kidding. The, uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to let everybody know mm-hmm. they are, in fact, all still accounted for. Wow. And that child still plays with them.
1: Wow. I
0: mean, you know, she's not like building scenes or something like, oh, well, once yeah. a week, those Shopkins are out. Yeah. I just wanted everybody to know that once again, I am being proved that what has been made for my kids is not made for me. And probably like a lot, a great deal of thought went in to creating something that my kids will actually want to play with, even though I think it's total bullshit. <laughs>
2: Yep. So, uh,
0: anyway, there you go. Great. Good. Because what I want to do is just throw them away and hope that
1: she doesn't notice it.
0: Yeah. Which I think tastes nicely into today's topic, mm-hmm. kid art.
1: <laughs> Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking
0: about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice.
0: Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant,
1: lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise.
0: Kid art. The precious, precious beginnings of our budding creative children.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The very things that you cling to to remind you of your children's youth, their imagination. <gasps> Maybe they're going to be the next Jackson Pollock. Maybe the next Georgia O'Keefe. Because God knows half their <laughs> stuff that my kids draw just look like vaginas. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, oh no. So that is that is, gotta just sidetrack here and say something you have to look forward to, Teresa, at mm-hmm. kindergarten is going into, like, the open house nights and seeing all the kid art up. Mm-hmm. And, like, how many times some kid's depiction of something totally unrelated looks like a set of dick and balls. Or looks, I was like, what is that? And the mom's like, a skateboard. And I'm like, sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that kid is riding a giant dick. Uh, anyways, this is the best. So much of that weird stuff to look forward to. But kid art, for real. Yeah. Let's just start with, I I would like to say for the record, we did touch a little bit on this in our show that we did about memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think we've we've entered a new phase of kid art in both of our lives that we felt it might need to be revisited as its yeah. own topic a little bit. I feel bit.
1: like with those memories conversations, it was more like for us. For like, us. Is there stuff we really don't want to let go of or right. we really want to save? And this is more about like, them like it's the, almost like it's like a negotiation. Like right. What do they want to keep? Yeah. What do they want to keep? You and know? do I want to respect that? Yeah. Nope. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so let's start with let's just start with a generic question of Do your kids like to make art? Do was there any difference in your kids about like what's the what's the art interest in your house with Simon and Oscar? Oscar being a little over two and a half. Simon being, he's five, right? He'll be five in August. Five in August, that's right. So uh, what's their interest in art?
1: Um, Simon wasn't that into it until later, but now he's super into it. Um, And Oscar... Was into it right away, but now his interest is like sort of waning. Katie Bell like like Simon, she did not. We just kept shoving
0: crayons mm-hmm. in her hand, and she just was like, was walk like, away, do do drop this? the mic, yeah. walk away. She, I just was like, like I've said it on the show, yeah. I just pretty much thought coloring was a bullshit myth that yeah. kids,
1: yeah, yeah. kids like don't to like do. to
0: color. They don't. Yeah. She has a stack of coloring books. Yeah, um, but then around four, she kind of got into it, mm-hmm. and then Ellis as i have mentioned just the the moment he could grab something the moment he could yeah. literally wrap his hand around it he's had a pen yeah, and, and it's been it. a pen <laughs> Yeah. In his hand, uh, drawing, mm-hmm. uh, let's think fondly on all the notebooks that looked like a serial killer had been there, yeah. just page after page. Um, I go, he is the kid who, like, when I take him to preschool, if there's a table set up for art, even if no one's there, mm-hmm. he just goes off and doesn't have to have a teacher around him, doesn't have to have a kid around him. We'll just start using that stamp art stuff mm-hmm. or glue and, you know, pieces of paper they've pre-cut out. Mm-hmm. Uh Katie Bell is now into all art. Mm. There's an art supply out. She would like to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Here's a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you and Jesse like to do art with the kids?
1: Um Jesse doesn't. <laughs> like like not all. that not that he's like against it, no. but he doesn't really engage in that okay. with them. Like he's happy to have them do it. But yeah. He's not like going out of his way to like sit down and do a project okay. with them or something. I really like coloring. Like, I would, like, sit there and, like, draw or color something in happily with them. And sometimes Simon will say, like, he wants me to color in, like, if he'll have, like, two pages open of a coloring book, Mm -hmm. he wants to, like, sit together and, like, he fills in one and I fill in the other. But he tends to get bored of that pretty quickly and wants to come up with some other component of what's happening like we're making a story and we need to put cut this out and we right. need to put this here you know and I'm like oh I just want to sit here and color it's really nice it's <laughs> so like meditative but uh, yeah I get like five minutes out of that.
0: Do you like have any opinion of them doing art like even if you're not involved in it? Is there like any kind of art you're like I don't fucking want anything to do with that or like, are you just like hey I'm going to set some stuff up and I'll sit near you as
1: you're doing it? Well and... I mean we have the art bin that yeah. is accessible to them around the clock. Right So, like, they can go in there whenever they want and get stuff out, and then, like, I have to remind them to put stuff away when they're done. But, and that's completely fine with me, but the stuff that I keep, like, up and separate in a way is, like, the glitter. Right. Like, they can't just, like, access the glitter anytime they want. Um, (laughs) They, and there's also, like, um, they have to ask for glue and scissors, because Oscar's still not, like, super good with those. Right. Then, like. Paint, paint, I don't really do. Like, paint, like, <laughs> Jesse's mom gave us some paint for Simon, like, years ago. Yeah. And it's, like, still in the garage just because, like, I just never, I don't know where and how I'm supposed to do that. Like, I right. guess it's, like, an outside thing. I don't know, like, I don't have, I'm not equipped for that. I don't right. have, like, the brushes and the stu- and the smocks and the, like, right. stuff to cover the tables and the chair and, like, they were just, and plus, like, by the time Simon has been old enough where we could really do that, Yeah, I just don't trust Oscar with that, right. like, even a tiny bit. Like, right. there would just immediately be paint on stuff everywhere. everywhere. Right. So, so and, but I do feel guilty about that, because Simon asks for those paints, like, once time. a month or something. Yeah. And it's like, uh, not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm actually. But they do it at school. So yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. They can I'm, just do it at school.
0: I'm pretty okay with them, like get messy with art Mm -hmm. usually like I don't mind like cutting out shapes and giving Ellis a glue stick and letting him like glue stuff down for Uh a while the painting I don't really care about I discovered a long time ago that I could just get like rolls of butcher paper Uh or like the packing paper that Amazon sometimes puts in their boxes I just save
1: that so then what do you where do you put it what do you do? On the table? No,
0: I just go outside to go like a outside. cement place or something, or even okay. in the grass, and I roll it out and put like bricks on the end or something to keep it still. Uh-huh. And then I just squirt paper plates with like the paint. Because uh-huh. uh, the kids don't care that it's separate. Like, they don't have the same opinion of, that I have of like all the purple needs to be here and the pink needs to be, right? Like, uh-huh. it just gets messy. Yeah. And by the end of it, I usually have just let them like run back and forth on the paper and bare feet with paint like whatever Mm -hmm. and then i just turn the hose on them right like Uh because it's i only get the crayola stuff that's washable like 100% Mm -hmm. washable then i hose off the cement or the next time it rains 100 years from now it usually washes it away Mm -hmm. um or i just give them a bunch of shitty brushes and let them you know paint and if if it's the if it's smaller pieces of paper we have like a beat-up table outside that they can do stuff on that Mm -hmm. i don't care about um so we'll put paper down they'll paint and i'll just you know stick it up on the fence with like yeah clips or something yeah and then a couple of days later i throw it away and with watercolors i carry even less that's can be in the house because it's just mm. those little trays of mm. watercolors that are really small you just need some water the only thing they might knock over the water but if i really need them to be engaged in something while i do something oh. i don't care about water getting yeah, knocked over water? so yeah. usually they're at the kitchen island or something like hmm. doing that again i don't really care um I have found out that Stefan cares. Mm. I mentioned a fail a while ago about leaving Stefan with the paint. Yeah. I, I had to get some banners done for the school for like teacher appreciation week. So I set the kids up with some paint and I was like, all right, just watch them while you paint. And he was like, I don't really, I, I can't, do the paint, and I was like,
1: I would just kind he of. Blow did did up. he like preemptively? Sorry, excuse me. Did he preemptively say to you, "I won't be able to do this," or no. was he like already in it? Well, and he was like, just kind oh, of standing there. I
0: didn't realize that he wasn't into it. He was okay. just standing there, and I just started setting them up with an activity to get yeah. them away from me. Yeah, right. So, I, and I was like, "All right, there you go." And, like, then suddenly he just started to lose it. Like, I mean, like, this was, like, an anxiety-inducing thing for him. The idea—I think the idea of the mess was too much for him. Yeah. And it, like, started to get him, like, really upset. And I was, (laughs) like—I did one of those really shitty, like, relationship parenting things where it's, like, it's just paint. Yeah. Like, you just pull yourself together. Yeah. And then— and then, like, two weekends later, they were doing the watercolor at mm-hmm. the counter, which, again, just didn't even feel like painting. Mm-hmm. It just felt like you're fucking around with water <laughs> on paper. <laughs> and I went in to go finish a project that I had to do. I was like, all right. And then, like, Stefan came in, like, as if yeah. I had just left him with children and knives. Like, yeah. it, he was so upset. Yeah. And it caught me off guard. And then I got really mad because I was just like, it's, I couldn't process. Yeah. It's just paint. Yeah. Right? So... Uh, only mama paints with the kids, mm. uh, but I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of effort to get that stuff I together. Mean, you got to like get it out there, and yeah, now I you really put it out.
1: But also, like, I, what I don't, I, I love the way you're talking about it, and I, I'm, yeah. it's very inspiring, like genuinely. Yeah. Just but let but them like, go make a mess. But what I don't understand is like, um, like, just what, like, I, I sympathize with Stefan just because my immediate thing is that. My kids will get paint on themselves immediately, and then they will go around the house getting paint on stuff in my house. Yeah, I don't let
0: them back in the house until I've cleaned off their hands. So it's only outside. I do most painting, except for watercolor, because I don't care about watercolor, because it's not going to do anything. All painting happens outside. And, uh, and then I usually just make sure while they're painting, I'll run in and grab a couple of wet towels and like, I have like a bunch of old beat up towels that I keep around. All right. And if you don't want to turn a hose on them, you could just have a bucket or a pan of water and then they can just stick their hands. And all you're trying to do is get it off their feet. Right. I strip them down outside and put them in new clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't do smocks, right? Mm -hmm. I just, they're going to get that shit everywhere, even in the smocks Yeah. and then strip them down they go wash their hands for real in sinks. Yeah. you know it's and again it's all washable. So worst case scenario, right. if there's paint anywhere, I just wipe it off. I mean, like okay. the paint versus the general dirt and sand that they bring in the house. It's right, right, like right. there's nothing. But I think there's something in your head about paint. So that paint seems, can be washable. The oh paint yeah, that you get for kids everything. Is Crayola. Washable literally is washable. Paint. It will okay. not stain. I think just
1: because the paint that I got, it's like unmarked. Yeah, It's just like into Mystery paint. Like, it's just like yeah. paint. Like all you see is the color. I'm just like, I don't know what this does. Because some paint will stain. But the, <laughs> the washable Crayola stuff, that stuff okay. is magic. That that really
0: and here's helps. just Thank another you. insight. This is just yeah. a total BS insight when you go online to go buy your paint. Yeah. They do like the big, like sort of big tubs of it, mm-hmm. like big tubs, big bottles of it. yeah, And there was like, uh, you can get a okay, red, yellow, and blue set. Mm-hmm. They sell that. And you like, wow. And then they'll also sell a color of orange, green, and purple. I'm like, you don't need to buy that, guys, because yellow and blue make, make green, green. Yeah. purple, right, right. and yellow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, like, yeah. you can make all the colors out of just three paints. Yeah. But the urge is to go spend money right, on totally. all the colors. Right. It's bullshit. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I think we've established what we do in terms of our, yeah. with our various children. Yep. Uh, okay. Now, what do we do with that art? And I think there are two things that sort of, there, there are two sides of this. Mm-hmm. What do you do mm-hmm. and what do you want to do with the art? Mm-hmm. And what do the kids want you to do with the art? Mm-hmm. Let's start with what we do. Where, do you have like a, desert? how do you approach Art in your house, kids' art in your house. Do you like have a place where you save it, like a designated place that you put it up? Like I can easily just say, the fridge. Mm-hmm. Each kid gets a side of the fridge, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, at the end of the school year, we strip the fridge clean, and they get to restart. Oh, and they make it cute. a whole exciting thing. Let's say goodbye to 2016. What won't it be fun to see what goes on here? And then, like I save maybe one thing, and everything else just gets shredded when no one's looking. That's nice. Yeah. And then I also used to like just take a piece of like rope, like whatever, like, mm-hmm. like you know, I don't know, yarn. Yep. And pinned it up to the wall, and then would like again clip Katie Bell's art up yep. there on the wall. We had that going for a while, but I got so heavy. It, it proceeded down. to, like, come down. But, like, those were the two places originally for me mm-hmm. that I had organized and designated mm-hmm. for children's art. And never shall it appear somewhere else. Except for, like, one or two pieces that, like, I framed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are one or two framed pictures. Oh, that's nice. And then I have, like, in my room a frame that I rotate stuff that maybe Kate about did that I think is extra good. <laughs> so that's that's that. So do you have this? Or are you are you guys more of a it goes where well it goes. the fridge
1: is not very big and we use it for other stuff but i have a big gigantic bulletin board in mm. my office my home office that's like above my computer and it takes up like almost the whole wall so there's yeah. tons of room so if there's something in particular that i really like i will put it up there um and then i have basically i have like a bin in my office that is just for their artwork Um, and what I do is I bring it home from school or it, it's made at home and I try to like say at least something to them about it before it goes in the bin. So like, oh, did you make this? Oh, tell me about this. Like, oh, and just like acknowledge. Yeah. A lot of times that doesn't happen, but I try to at least do that, especially with something that looks like they put a lot of effort into. (laughs) Um, And then it goes in that bin, and someday I will have to deal with that bin. Um, Ah, so it's just to
0: deal with later. But Simon
1: also knows where it is, and he likes to go down there sometimes and like go through it and talk about stuff. Yeah, that's nice, which is cool. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. The only thing is, like, I think my thought with that was like, I will, and I will. There's some stuff that I will just toss, because I can tell, like, Oscar did not really right. do this. Like, somebody at <laughs> yeah. preschool did it, and then or he, like, it's put... awful. <laughs> or it's just, yeah, I just don't... There's just nothing <laughs> right. there, you know? Yeah. it's a um, button glued yeah. to the middle of the... Right, yeah. yeah. I think with a lot of the things in that bin, it's like, I know that Simon wants to keep it, even though I maybe don't. Like, I know there's some stuff I do want to keep right. that I really like, but, um... I know he wants to keep it and the theory of that bin is like he'll get less attached to it over time if he hasn't seen it and it's just sitting in the bin than if I just like throw it away right now but I'm worried that it might actually be ending up to have the opposite effect Mm. where he gets used to that he can always access something from previously because we always keep it around and like the more he goes and like looks in that bin the more he gets used to being able to find those things and see them and um so, but I don't know that that's necessarily bad either. Like, I'm kind of glad if it's yeah. important to him and that's good for him. It's not like taking up that much space in my life. Right. And it is nice. So, yeah, I'm conflicted about that. But yeah, I just have that big bulletin board over my desk, and I totally have the hardware from IKEA to oh, put up one of those wires. And yeah. there that I like plan to put up in the room, and I just have never done it. But I yeah. still expect maybe, that maybe I, one maybe day. Maybe will one day.
0: Yeah, it's hard. Like I try, I try not to hoard. I will say with like just one child with Katie Bell, it was a lot easier. I felt it was easier for me to be like, "We're only keeping this, yeah, and now we're going to get rid of this. We yeah. can't, we we, yeah, you know, we can't keep every single thing that comes home, or we will literally run yeah. out of space." So I like to keep. I tell her I like to keep some of you know my very favorite things you've done, yeah, and then if there's some things that you've told me are your very favorite things, I keep those too, and they really I make them fit like in a file, yeah, and then they go in the filing cabinet, right, and yeah. then. Uh, but, like, it's still hard to not, like, if she comes home, she's like, this is my favorite thing. Yeah. But, uh, and you're like, okay. And then I let it sit on the kitchen counter for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes away. Yeah. And just surprisingly, she rarely asks for that again.
1: Yeah.
0: That is, that is a very. You just run the risk. You run it's... the risk of it's either, like, I will say. Yeah. 60% of the time, she never asks right. to see it again. Yeah. And then there's the 40% that she does, and I have either luckily still have it, or it's gone. And I have to deal with, like, helping her emotionally get over the fact that her mother's a horrible person who doesn't care about her stuff. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's hard. Yeah. But then there's our kids' stuff that they do. This, like, only started happening recently, probably, like, when Katie Bell was around five Mm -hmm. and six. She started putting up her own art. Oh, yeah. Herself.
1: Oh, totally. This is a
0: whole different thing. Yeah. Where she put? She doesn't ask for it. She's yeah. suddenly like there has just been this awful at. thing yeah. on our pantry, oh, fucking pantry door. Guys, that makes it sound like I have something really exciting. It's just that somebody put on the cover of our small closet where we keep food this glass, like this frosted glass door that says pantry. <laughs> we bought mm-hmm, the house. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Stephen and I mock at mercilessly mm-hmm. our pantry. Does it have to say pantry? <laughs> like I fucking Stephen hates it. So maybe it's good that like there's a piece of. Katie Bell art on it right now. That's great. But, like, again, it's the scotch tape. It's on the front of the bracelet signs back up on top of the refrigerator. There is a like construction paper and tape. Maybe it's the volcano that has literally been by my door going out of the house for over a year now, guys. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, no, that stays up.
1: Yeah.
0: How long that, like, and like, and I bring this up because I, I, I just, you kind of think it's your own world for a while, yeah. this thing that you're doing. But here in this very office, going mm-hmm. out, like, <laughs> in this office, Max yeah. Fun Studios, yeah, along a wall are four, like, <laughs> yellow steno pad, like, uh, pieces of ripped out paper. With, with ballpoint pen drawings With ballpoint pen drawings on them taped along the wall yeah. that Simon did. Yeah. I, I turned to Teresa and I'm like, how long does that stay? At <laughs> I, At first, I laughed hysterically because I was like, "It's going to stay there forever." Yeah. and then, but I was like, "How long does that stay?" Yeah. What? And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer but it, is either. It,
1: it, it's what sort of thinks, started this Jesse question. Jesse thinks it has to come down before the next time he visits the office because if he comes and sees mm. that it's still there, he's going to expect that it will always, always be, be there. Down. See, but so what if he comes back down. and he's like,
0: "You don't want me to decorate I know. your, uh, you know? I know?" So like,
1: but, but I mean. Uh, I know. it's, And the funny thing is, I think they're kind of nice. Like, they're they're my kids' drawings. And, like, it's kind of a nice <laughs> reminder when I come right. in. Like, oh, Simon was here. Right. But, like, I also don't really want them there. Like, it's a professional <laughs> space. Right. And, like, we don't really need that to be there. Like, it's, it can be there long enough so that, like, all the regular people who come here every week yeah. get a chance to, like, see it and be like, oh, huh, a kid was here. But then after that, they kind of need to come down. And, like, I kind of think it's okay for Simon to learn that lesson like right. I kind of think it's okay yeah. for him to get around to like at work yeah it's an office like that was fun but now we have to take it down because that's our office you yeah. know like but that is actually an easier one what than at home? home like at home that is really hard uh, Yes, I mean, I'm dealing with the same thing where he'll put stuff up he's not putting stuff up as much on his own because I'm a tape hoarder uh-huh. and so like he has to ask me permission for tape but um <laughs> which like makes means that like every day Every, every day I uh, ask for tape multiple I times a day I got broken like this year year 6
0: I just broke I'm like here's an entire box of tape, tape. just <laughs> don't ask me for tape
1: I don't care I'm getting here's like close. some sharpies I don't care whatever I'm getting really close but still like he he'll, he'll wanna put stuff up and it is it's that yeah. question of like okay I don't I'm not going to crush your spirit that's right. adorable come right. on let right. him put it up right but then yeah how, how long, does long does it stay there because Okay. And usually it isn't the greatest work of art ever that he's putting up. Usually right. what he's doing is putting something up because he had the idea to put of putting something right. up. It's not usually like this is this thing he's been like working on for weeks. Right. No. Yeah. So like we have
0: Ellis, the very first thing Ellis ever brought home from preschool. Uh-huh. His first piece of preschool art uh-huh. was this painted rock uh-huh. oh, on like cute. a piece of cardboard. Right. Oh. And you know, it's just like, yeah. it's just, it's just like where oh, they did yeah. it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh.
4: My yeah. baby, it's first yeah. piece
0: of art. And I put it in, the, like, this little kitchen window I have that, uh-huh. like, usually little things like that go in. And over time, because it was just shitty temper you know, paint,
1: yeah.
0: uh, it has just peeled off. So uh-huh. basically what I have there is a rock.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so, which is, like, not even, it's just, like, and let me tell yeah. you what my house is also full of. Rocks, guys. There's so <laughs> many rocks in our house. Uh, and...
1: It's uh, it's like a lot of rocks. The more than you would think. We have a lot of rocks too because we have gravel around our house. Yeah, like the little pebbles. Special. And so it just keeps. We have like in.
0: a dresser out on the pat, uh, front porch uh-huh. that I just called. That's the nature nature drawer. Nature, goes oh, in the nature drawer. That's
1: really smart. Everything actually. goes in the nature drawer. Yeah.
0: Every like, every couple of months, I'm like, time to round up all the rocks for the nature drawer. Anyway, now there's this rock, but Ellis identifies it as his has Ellis's rock. Oh, Ellis uh-huh. yellow rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's this ugly, flaky rock that now has to be there
1: forever. There you go. Forever. So that's
0: that thing of like, how, finding the line Mm -hmm. between squashing drinks. Would
1: you be done with that rock? If he was not, like, I, I mean, if, if he was done with it, would you also be done with it, yes. or do you still have that emotional like this was the first thing that he? Because now it just looks like a rock. You're really, so done. I don't really care. You're ready. I'm fine. It's it's a rock. It's about so this is really about him. Yeah, this okay. is about him. So the, to me,
0: it's yeah. kind of a rock. Or I'd move it to like a plant. You know,
1: I put it right. in. But like ten years from now, guys,
0: to be, right. it's gonna really just be a rock. It's right. gonna take a lot for me to be like right. ah. That rock. Yes. Uh, And plus, I know the preschool is going to send me home like a thing of stuff that he's done for the year. So I don't have to like necessarily hoard it. But there is this line of... Like, what's the compromise? Yeah. Right. So, in our house, the compromise is I tell them I'm only going to keep a few things. Right. And then the rest right. is the rest has to go. Yeah. Uh, and then I've I've started letting Katie Bell put up whatever she wants in her room and on her oh door. in her room yeah like so if it's her room like yeah. she you know went through this if she wanted to decorate her room so there's like yeah. you know flowers that she made or stars that she made and if she wants help hanging things up or tacking mm-hmm. things from strings I'll I'll help her do that mm-hmm. uh, but I, it can't. There's there's a time limit on what can be out in the main part of the house. Right. And I just want everybody to know that I sound so confident in that, but that thing is still on my pantry door and that volcano is still there because I haven't brought myself to, like, have this discussion yet. Yeah. I'm trying to decide, like, I try and, like, come up with, like, a momentous time like the beginning of summer. Yeah. Or like and spring is,
1: cleaning. Spring like, cleaning. Yeah, yeah things yeah. like that. So what happens in your conversation? So obviously you've done this at some I point. Do this, before, I do I have done have this, I do. Where you have to throw, where you have to actually throw, throw something away. away. You're not yeah. preserving it, you're throwing a, it away. So what happens in that conversation with her? Like, it
0: depends on I try and assess her mood and I try yeah. and assess what it is that she's got. So yeah. it's either gonna call for the more serious conversation. We can't keep these things. It's time to go. Okay. Yeah do you want uh, to throw them away or do you want me to throw them away? And if she says, I really want to keep them, then we say, okay, then we can keep this a little bit Longer, mm-hmm. and then usually the second time I ask, she doesn't want it. Other times, if it's a giant pile of stuff that she's brought home from school, and she's just dumped it on the counter, mm-hmm. and I can tell she's like only halfway emotionally attached to it, I'll go, Do you, Is it any of this stuff that you want to save, or can we get rid of it? Like you're going into it with yeah. that with the, assumption, like, like the, this, yeah, is this is probably not. yeah, 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 because uh-huh. she already knows, that, yeah. you know, like she wanted me to like save her homework and stuff, like in kindergarten, yeah, and right. I was like. We can't. Yeah. We no. like, we just can't. Yeah. It's like taking up a whole drawer. Yeah. We like, we can't do yeah. it. Um
1: That's actually I like that. I like the approach of like physically it's not possible. It's not to possible to do. It. But yeah. we're gonna keep
0: some things. And right. we can always the discussion is always open for what that is. Uh-huh. And again, sometimes some things just go on trash.
1: Yeah. I have like really been putting off like I I have to deal with getting Simon to throw stuff away all the, all time, the time. That are that yeah. is just junk. But like the art I have a really hard time having that conversation. Like, I think that Ben is just like my way of like avoiding dealing with it with him because he will cry the saddest tears. Like Mm. he really will just cry the saddest tears. He won't like tantrum about it. He will just be like really sad. (laughs) Have you, have you tried the
0: like old let's put the power to him approach
1: where it's Uh like, let's go take a look at the the Ben. We've got to like, we've got a whole
0: new year coming up. Yeah. We got to, we we kind of like need that. to make this bin.
1: We need to make room.
0: We need to make yeah. room. So can we go for through this? And, and anything that we save, we'll find a special place for it. So we have an
1: empty bin for kindergarten. And yeah. it'll be an empty okay, bin for I'm Oscars doing. first like year. That. Yeah, uh, it's just No, no, I yeah. really like that. That's what we'll do. I'll have him, like, because I think it's easier with a pile of things that we can, like, go, go through. through. I mean, it's still going to be really hard. No, it is, It's going to sure. be like pulling teeth. But at least there's, like... Stuff that he's getting to save along with stuff that he has to say goodbye to.
0: Absolutely. And then literally Uh. three years from now, you could just burn half that stuff because he will never ask for it. Right. (laughs) True. True. All right. Good. Goodbye
1: memories. (laughs) Shredder.
2: Hi, are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I
0: saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
1: I think this is a genius because I'm trying. (laughs) I think that counts. I have just been going out of my way to get exercise and get outside more um, it's been really hard yeah. and I hate having to like put extra effort in and make it a thing that I have to like schedule right <laughs> in my day on top of other things but it's been so rewarding and I've gotten like a lot of chances to actually just hike solo with my dogs oh. which like is so I don't know. There's something about it that just I feel so much better about everything when I've done that. Yeah. Even just being like the within like minutes of getting out there, um, it just really lifts my mood yeah. um, and is just good on so many levels. So it's not working out every day, but I'm doing it more and more. And um, I feel like that counts as a genius. That
0: does count as a genius. Good job. Thank
1: you. Uh,
0: I have just again been in this like place of uh, every day I and mean, it doesn't feel like I've been purposely trying to focus on every day it's mm-hmm. just I just I feel like so spaced out mm-hmm. that uh, it's all I I can do mm-hmm. I literally cannot get my brain to think about what happened yesterday or mm-hmm. what is going to happen tomorrow mm-hmm. but also somewhere in this crazy place I also I just haven't been really angry at anybody yeah. <laughs> And I I say that in all honesty. I just, like, I feel like it's been, you know, I feel like I've been uh, at a good place with Stefan and with the kids for the most part. Like, it's almost like all you can do is kind of be floating along in this little bubble Mm -hmm. and just, this is what it is. My kids are all about to start screaming right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Stefan's still going to come through that door, you know, after we've been working on dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, all these things are, like, sort of accepted. And I just have been like, you know what? It's okay. Like started with him coming home and me not feeling resentful after his trip. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why.
1: Wow. But I'm gonna
0: take credit for it.
1: Yeah. Do for,
3: it. I, it's, yeah. That's great. There you go. It's
0: awesome. Some sort of Zen mom world. Yeah. There you go.
3: Hi, one bad mother. I have called before with rants. I feel like only rants, but today I have a mom genius moment and the genius moment is that I am doing an amazing job. Um, I have a seven-month-old and a three-year-old, and I am a newly single mother, and today I packed up both kids in the car. We drove 45 minutes to the beach. I met up with some friends. We drank wine, and laughed and had a nice time. Then we came back. I gave both kids baths, fed them. And then I vacuumed the living room. (laughs) And I have a lot more to do. But I just wanted to stop and take a moment and say, uh, I am doing awesome. And I'm killing it. And I'm really proud of myself. And thank you guys for all that you do. I love listening to the podcast.
1: Good job! Wow, good job! Yeah, it's just
0: really hard, and you're nailing it. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and you yeah. and and it's, it's huge that you're just saying, you know what? I am nailing it. Yeah, and I feel really good about that. Yeah,
1: that's awesome.
0: That's so great. Yeah, good job. That is, in fact, a really great genius. Failures.
2: Fail, 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 fail.
1: You suck, Teresa. Fail me. Well. Yesterday, when I was off gallivanting on one of my beautiful (laughs) hikes of my dogs. Um, No, but it did make me, like, about 10 or 15 minutes later to pick up my kids than I normally Mm. do. And during that time, Simon managed to fall outside on the playground and smash his forehead on the concrete and get a gigantic goose egg, like, blue with, like, a cut on it. Um, he's okay, everybody. It just, like, felt like a fail because, like, <laughs> normally I would have gotten there, there and it would have just not happened because I would have been there. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Unless the universe was destined to give him a goose egg that day.
1: Apparently it was. Yeah.
0: Really, it was. Oh, Teresa, that does... I hate that. Yeah,
1: I was just I hate that. Yeah, it's
0: just, like, uh, yeah, it just the one timing thing is off, and then it feels like... Yeah, it,
1: like it was bad enough that they called me, and I was like, I'm here.
0: Yeah, I'm in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just on my phone texting. I'm here. I've just decided to do something else besides because my kid. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: You know what? I have spent the last three years sharing my own personal fails on the show. I've decided to share one of Stefan's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, besides not being able to paint with the kids, Mm -hmm. what is that about? Uh, so I decided, uh, on my last grocery trip to treat myself to some very special, uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Mm -hmm. just for me. little treat, Mm -hmm. end of the day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I've been enjoying it at the end of the day. And, uh, Stefan, the other night, was kind enough to get me some of my ice cream, Mm -hmm. and, I can't remember what else was happening that like we you know I think I was settled in like working on something and he was working on something and then uh I go off to bed and he comes in to say goodnight and he's like I I have to tell you something I've I've done something really awful and I was like what I've left your ice cream out mm-hmm. and it is in fact all melted yeah. like it's it's all it's, it's all gone. It's all yeah. gone. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Thank <laughs> God I was in my zen happy place. I was like you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I can get more ice cream, but like, he was so just like, ah, oh. you know, it's like yeah. it, it could have easily been me. I could have easily been. I usually ask him to get me the ice cream for yeah. the fact that I know I'll put it back in the old pantry mm-hmm. as opposed to the freezer. Right. Uh, but anyway, shame on you, Stefan Lawrence, oh, for ruining Stephen. the one nice thing that I have.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with what is my husband's and my fail and our son's comic genius. Last night I get home from work and I'm exhausted and I sit down on the couch and I think I'll turn on the TV and watch some cartoons with my son who is three and a half and I turn on the TV and as it's coming on, it's an elaborate setup, as it's coming on and we're getting sound before we get pictures, the TV warms up. And it comes on to whatever channel it was left on the night before, and it had been left on Stars, and it came on to what was unmistakably the sounds of a sex scene, and as I am frantically hitting the guide and trying to get to Disney Junior, my three-and-a-half-year-old looks up at me and says, oh, you got the Huff and Puff movie, and then he asks me, does this have three little pigs and a big bad wolf in it? I about died. And then we got to Disney Junior right away. Have a great day. Uh, That's so cute. It's so cute.
0: (laughs) The Huff and Puff channel. Make sure you awkwardly remind him of that when you walk in and bust him watching porn one day. (laughs) Oh, oh, are you on the Huff and Puff Puff channel? channel? Is it? Are you are you and your friends doing do, uh, reenacting huff and puff in there? Mama's coming in with cookies. Well, shame on you! I thought she was going to say something like Game of Thrones was on or oh, whatever, which yeah. is the same thing as the Huff and Puff channel, I Pretty suppose. Much, yeah, but uh, well, shame on you guys for not always thinking in advance what may come on your
1: television.
5: (laughs) You are the
1: greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love
0: you. Teresa. Yes. I have a surprise for you today. Really? Yes. Today we are calling one of your absolutely favorite children's book writers and illustrators, Mark Allen Stamity. Oh, man. Are you ready?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So uh, today we're calling Mark Allen Stamity, an American cartoonist and children's book writer and illustrator. While he certainly has a portfolio of work that adults will be familiar with from his long-running comic strip, Uh, Washington and his Slate online strip, Doodlinium, and books for the New York Times Book Review. But we have him here today to talk about his children's books, like the cult classic, Who Needs Donuts? Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thank you. It's a real pleasure.
0: Uh, I want to start off with the question we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house?
5: Okay, so I have in Manhattan now, I have a (laughs) studio, and then I live in an apartment with my wife, Lynn. I have a I have a wonderful wife, so I live with her.
2: <laughs> uh, and
5: as far as I know, there's no other being in the apartment, and we hope there won't be. Well, I mean, we're, no, we're open to it, but not, <laughs> not, not. You know, but certain kinds of beings, not, <laughs> not mice.
1: Like maybe a parrot. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
5: it could be. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs>
0: okay. Just to somebody just somebody walking in off the street. Hey, Mark, how's it going? I'm just gonna hang out what? here in your house. Is that cool? Yeah.
5: Um well that I I you know I lived through that that gener- I, I lived through that <laughs> era but that but, but not these days. Well,
0: let's get into again why the, the 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 big the big reason uh besides all the wonderful things you did, but let's get to the chase. You wrote a book called uh, Who Needs Donuts? And yes. um Teresa, a couple of a couple of months ago, we did a show on children's books and talked about the books that we liked and some, and as well as how horrible many books are nowadays. Thinks that a computer maybe wrote them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't sound like a human being wrote that book. That just sounds like something knew how words go together
2: and yeah. uh, they uh, put it in there.
5: I, I was a human being back then. Yes,
0: exactly. So we're talking about our books, and Teresa starts to talk about who needs donuts, and and, she, and she's. I mean, she is spending so much time elaborating. I had to on, tell the story. Yeah, you, and, and you told the whole story, story, and my mouth is just dropping open because I'm like, is this a book about addiction? And like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but before we get into all that, I want to, in case our listeners do not remember Th- Teresa's uh, very detailed description of the book, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about who needs donuts and then share with us... Maybe what went into to writing this particular story? Because it, there does—I of course think every children's book is uh, symbolic of somebody's addiction. Um, but but I'm I could be off and just oddly sensitive to things. So so tell us a little bit about the book.
5: Okay, so well, I you know I I was born in Brooklyn, but I grew up on the Jersey Shore, and you know both of my parents were actually gag cartoonists. You know when when they used to when that used to be a much more of an industry than it is now and um they had met in art school and my father once a week would go to New York uh, you know we were an hour and a half or so out of the city and he to there was one day a week when cartoonists went around to the to the magazines and he'd come back you know at night from the big city and um it always sounded kind of exciting to me and then and then as i got older as or as i was growing up once in a while he'd take me into the city with him to go do the rounds of the of the magazines and uh i just i i always loved the energy of the city there's just a uh, uh you know this this kind just i love the energy i loved all the visuals and i happened as i grew up i i happened to always love you know like pictures cartoons drawings that had a lot of details a yeah. lot of things going on in them and so the city was just all about that energy so um <laughs> When I was eighteen, I came to new york to to go to Cooper Union art school downtown and i basically um the, one of the biggest parts of um of my whole you know art school time was taking in the city and i used to i actually used to take these long walks at night a lot of times and i would just i'd go around like uh, just soaking in the city the city the scene all the just all this Everything that was, you know, the energy of the city. So then, um, and I used to, you know, look around for. I wanted to write and I wanted to draw. So I would. I always had a sketch pad with me. So I was always drawing and writing. And so um, might have been my second year at Cooper. Uh, there was this. There was this all night coffee shop uh, on Twenty Third and Third Avenue called Bickford's. And it was spelled a little different from Mister Bickford, but anyway, Bickford's. They were open all night. They were just a counter place and and i used to go in there late at night and watch all the crazy kind of things that, well there were some crazy things that would go on but anyway one night um i went in there and there was uh there was a an old woman that was kind of like asleep or like kind of uh lying her head on the counter there and um and i went and sat in the, you know sat at the counter and and um at some point uh, a man came in who was kind of dressed in a business suit, and he said, um, and he ordered two cups of coffee to go. And the waitress said, would you like donuts with your coffee? And uh, so, and he said, no, thank you. And suddenly, <laughs> the old woman lifted her head, pointed at the ceiling fixture, and said, that's right. Who needs donuts when you've got love? So... I. I wrote that down, and uh, you know, <laughs> so so very you know various of these things have their um, their sources.
0: Well, the the story is so good, but but there's also these illustrations which are unto themselves. I, I mean, they are are almost their own story, just the illustrations. And and I wonder when you were working on this, was Was it the story that that sort of uh, served the illustrations or were the illustrations designed to serve the story? Or or are they just almost two separate yet harmonious elements of this book? Because, I mean, there's so much humor in the drawing. And and like you say, I lived in New York for years and you're right. There is every square inch of New York is full of something. And every square inch of the illustrations in this book is full of something different and unique so i could you talk to us a little bit about that
5: well it was you know the the thing about those those walks i would take and especially at at night i had an old pea coat and um and i didn't look i guess i didn't look like I, I was kind of scruffy i didn't look like i had a lot of money i guess so um so and i would uh i would just kind of um i, I it was kind of an intuitive thing um to just go take in energy take oh and i also I had a i had a um a uh, teacher. We had a teacher at Cooper Union, a painter named Ben Cunningham, and he he called himself a visual voluptuary. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so so I was basically, you know, it was a, it was a thing about intuitively kind of taking in the energy, and and you know, I, I like that. I like art to come, I you know, art writing the creative process to come from some kind of a mysterious place within, and kind of hopefully. We surprise ourselves when we make things, but I basically, there was a bunch of years when I was taking in that that energy of the city, and I wanted to put it on paper, and, um, and you know, to make a book, you need a story, and I always, I mean, I always saw words and pictures, you know, mm. I saw words and pictures together. I, I'd say this, I, when I was at the Village Voice, there was a, a kind of a surrealist illustrator friend of mine and uh, i was doing this you know comic strip McDoodle street and and he was, and he just did surrealist drawings and um and and he was, very, he, you know, he was very popular and did these beautiful things but he didn't write anything and one time um he said to me the enemy is the word people <laughs> <laughs> and 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 but the thing was i was both right. you know i was always both and i always wanted to do both together so um so that's that's I don't know if that addressed it um, No, well
0: it's, it, it no it, it addresses it perfectly because I I think you I think that is exactly right. I think sometimes you have people who are really good at words, some people who are really good at illustrations, but when you have somebody who can do them both it you know it because it syncs so well it it they feel like they go hand in hand because they're not fighting each other they they are working together and that is so clear in the book and so i guess it's sort of of like
5: music and it's like sort of like music and lyrics or music lyrics and and theater or music whatever how they you know i mean art forms combined um that that kind of you know Feed well, each other.
0: Well, here's here's a slightly different question. We spent the first half of the show talking about art in terms of our children making art and uh, the fine line between squashing dreams and uh, <laughs> not living in a house full of paper uh, or or three D art or whatever. So, I you came from two cartoonist parents, you yourself an illustrator, and I wonder what just to, just to just to some to people who may be getting to uh, have a house full of stuff. Did you guys? Do you do you keep everything? Do you are you guys a you know, purging house? <laughs> do you like what make us feel better about not ruining our children's future when we're like sorry we're not saving Abraham Lincoln from kindergarten?
5: You know, um, shred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm afraid you nailed me,
4: you
5: know? <laughs> <laughs> and you nailed my my mother too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my my father um, my father died about 35 years ago he wasn't quite as the he wasn't quite the same um the the same um i guess he kept stuff you have to keep stuff as a as a you know but my mother has you know his stuff her stuff and i and my my i have a stepfather now um my mother remarried when i was grown up but uh Wonderful guy, but he has stuff too. And he's not an artist, even. <laughs> Just other stuff. But yeah, st- stuff is a problem. It's, uh, it's, and especially in you know, a place like New York. Oh, yeah. Square no. footage is a problem. Yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, in a, any other house in the country, you would look like you didn't have any stuff. But yeah. you step into your house in New York City and you're a hoarder and, like, uh, whatever, you know, one of these AMC channels, somebody's going to be knocking on your door to do a documentary.
5: Those um, things are scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you think there <laughs> was
1: anything that? your parents did or maybe didn't do that helped sort of foster your creativity and helped you to I mean outside of obviously they were they were doing this for a living so you saw this and you knew that you could but do you think there was anything else that they did um, at home to sort of help you pursue this path?
5: Yeah, they they encouraged me. This was the you know, this was kind of a central value of our home. Um you know that um the creative process and um and you know, making art. They, they you know, they both loved what they did and I, you know, I had lots of encouragement about it and they they were very pleased that I was, you know, that I was um uh, you know, drawing, writing and also that I was um you know, that I was you know, thought of as good at it, and and they, you know, I got I got basically lots and lots of encouragement in that way. So that was that was a great thing. There was a, there was a, a downside that people would would um, would see something I did, and they'd say, "Did your parents help you with it, or uh, did your parents yeah. do it for you?" So it was kind of a uh, there was a little bit of a double edge there. But but essentially, I got you know tremendously encouraged in um in you know in in creativity and uh, my mother is a uh, is or was you know for a number of years she, it's when she stopped cartooning she started teaching arts and crafts at this mm. beach club for a while and she was like the best arts and crafts teacher on the planet you know and she and and uh, and she still has you know these grown up people who uh, who you know revere her um you know what were her as a arts and crafts teacher that are down where, where she lives um <laughs> So I think she changed some lives like that. So I got lots and lots of um encouragement from both parents in terms of of that.
0: Well Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Again, the, the, the who needs donuts is great, but, but your whole collection of work is 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 amazing. And we'll encourage everybody. We'll link everybody up to your website so they can they can access it. Uh, thank
5: you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It was fabulous. That, 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 that was fabulous. It was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, I, and um, um, thank you.
0: <laughs> you're, <laughs> okay. Mark, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
5: Okay, goodbye.
2: Bye. When you I call Pick up the phone When you I call
0: Well, how do you feel talking to one of your favorite children writers?
1: I love him. I do too. He That's was great. so
0: great, yeah. and I just felt like I was living. I was back in New York City. I, know. I swear, I felt like I was back in New York, just talking to everybody.
1: I know. As soon as he said, "like I grew up in Brooklyn," I was like, "and or I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in the Jersey Shore." I was like, "Oh yes!" Yeah. Like it just works so <laughs> well with,
0: the, with book. the book. Yeah, yeah, it's so great, guys. Uh, and I just, I, I just love what he was talking about, especially in terms of just the environment that he grew up in. Right. I I, I know. Yeah, surprise. Nurturing your children equals good things for your children. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Speaking of nurturing, uh let's take some time to nurture a mother who may be having a bit of a breakdown. <laughs> let's listen to a mom rant.
2: Hey, one bad mother. So oh. It's probably a breakdown or a rant, but my daughter goes to a preschool, kindergarten, daycare center, um, and she really loves it, and she is so happy there. And so I thought that my son, who is about a year and a half, would also be happy there. And we've given it a good college try. You know, he's had a couple months there. But I can tell you right now that it is not working. It is not working on so many levels. And i just am so frustrated that this thing that works so great for one child does not work at all for the other. And I don't have the time to go to two different centers. So I'm not going to be able to work the days that I was working when they were both at the daycare center because he is having such a hard time. We are paying for four weeks a month, but he's sick so much that he may get to be there two weeks a month. And I picked him up today, and, and they, they put him in a different room because they didn't have space in his age group, and he, they weren't paying attention in the other room, and he ate something he's not supposed to eat, and he vomited all over the school, And that's why I had to stop in the middle to pick him up, and I just said, I'm done. But this is so fucking hard. Can't I get a break, Please, why does this thing not work for me? (laughs) it's just not fair. Who said that I should have to do this? Oh, well. Anyway, I get to cuddle my son and apologize to him for making him go to daycare. Thanks. Bye.
0: You are 100% correct. That is not fair. Yeah,
1: that uh, really sucks. It really sucks. Oh my it God. is it,
0: it but it is such a reality for so many people the like school thing. The yeah. the one thing works for one kid and then it doesn't work for the other kid. Mm-hmm. And and I you know and if that wasn't your experience growing up, you know what I mean? If if you if if whatever the thing you were in worked for you and your siblings. Mm-hmm. You never think about this. Or maybe we weren't aware of the choices and decisions our parents had to make to make things work for us that that may not have been working for one kid. Regardless, when you're suddenly in that situation, and, and we will all be in that situation on some level, whether it is a daycare, whether it is school, whether it is camp, whether it is an activity, whether it is whatever. I mean, it's as stupid as what worked to get your kid to sleep isn't working for the other kid. It's disruptive, and it feels really unfair, and... But there's something about the school thing that is really hard, especially with daycare and preschool, because that costs money. And you're right. They aren't on every corner. And yeah. there's the whole process of having to try to find another one. It is, it is difficult. All that said, good job recognizing that this isn't working. Yeah. For that me. is a big deal. Yes. And it is a hard thing to have to uh, discover and accept and say out loud, It there are going to be challenges with this, mm-hmm. but good job recognizing it and and saying out loud that you're going to do something about it. And and yeah, it's going to be, I, I, I go through this all the time where there's like a big change or a big thing I've that I'm gonna have to solve this problem, mm-hmm. like like when Ella started going to pre uh, preschool and uh, Katie Bell was in school, and they are literally on the opposite sides of town. Yeah, I mean a. Full 30 minute drive. I am in the car in the morning for it's,
1: 45 minutes. It's kind of weird that they're both in the same town, actually. When yeah. you think about how far, far away, away they, they are from each right. other, like it's totally different places. Right. And I kept thinking pickups and like I,
0: I just yeah. could not figure out how this was gonna work with yeah. all the other stuff that I had to do and Stefan's schedule and everything yeah. else. And Mer and I stressed out mm-hmm. about it. And it it, di- it Here's the thing. It eventually, a solution comes up.
3: Mm, yeah. I don't know
0: how long that solution is viable. Right. right? Like that solution may change again. And that's just it. You will find a solution that works right now, mm-hmm. even if it's not the one that you want. And then it will change again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take baby steps with this. Yeah. Be kind to yourself during this process. Yes. Be forgiving of yourself during this process. Be forgiving and kind to your kids. And I I swear... You know, in a week, it's going to be different. And in another week, it will be different again. And eventually, you'll find whatever the new rhythm is that you guys need to do. But throughout that difficult, hard process, be kind to yourself because you are doing such a great job. Yeah, you are. You really are remarkable.
1: And it's going to be so much better once you are able to get to the point of a resolution for this. Correct. You're going to get... This is a shitty situation. Yeah, It's going to get so much better.
0: That is correct. You're
1: going to find a better situation.
0: You are. Good job. Yeah, good job. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? We have learned that our children are creative geniuses Mm -hmm. who need to express themselves in as many ways as possible. Sometimes those ways are better suited in other people's houses Mm -hmm. or in schools. (laughs) And then there are some ways they can express themselves in our houses mm-hmm. that make us less crazy. Mm-hmm. But regardless of how they express themselves, uh, we have to find a happy balance of getting rid of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we also learned from Mark, I think, that wonderful thing about uh, nurturing our children. I, you know, I, it, sometimes I think we get crazy about like, oh, my kid, my kid wants to paint. But if he paints, he's going to become an artist. And if he becomes an artist, he'll starve and live in my basement. A- Maybe, right. not. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe
1: not. Maybe just
0: supporting yeah. an interest that they have now yeah. does not mean that's the interest they're going to take away forever. But just yeah. knowing that they've got your support yeah. and your love for whatever their decisions is going to equal, hopefully... happy a happy life
1: yeah I think one thing that brought up for me was like it's so true that parent as parents sometimes I think we feel if we can't help our kids succeed in a particular area then it's a bad idea but like I remember my own parents like I you know I pursued theater at one point and I pursued the law and like at both points my parents were like we don't know about this, but that's great. <laughs> right. And would you like us to help you find somebody who you can talk to about this? Right? And, like it does become manageable if you like place yourself in someone else's family, like psychologically yeah. for a minute. And you just go, "Oh, these people did this. Yeah, there are people for who this is a normal path. <laughs> this is not an alternative path for lots of people. That's right. Just,
0: again, I'm gonna love you no matter what. Yeah, there's nothing you can do or say that will ever make me stop loving you. Uh, Even when you're living in my basement. (laughs) (laughs) So I think those were all really fun life lessons that we learned today. Yay. (laughs) Yay for learning. Uh, here are a few other things we can all uh, learn about. And that is a couple of ways you can reach us and support the show and support the community. Uh, you can always start by uh, joining us on our private and public Facebook groups. You can follow us on Twitter, Biz Ellis, uh, at Biz Ellis. At Teresa Thorne and at One Bad Mothers with an S on the end so as not to surprise this person who is holding on too long to the One Bad Mother mm-hmm. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, you can also send us show ideas, guest ideas, uh, as well as uh, any meetups that you may want to be planning to our email, which is at
1: maximumfun.org. You can purchase a commercial or personal message on the show. Just go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. You can also review us on iTunes. <laughs> oh, man, that would help us so much. Please do it if you haven't done it yet. It only takes a minute, and it really actually does help us in the iTunes charts so more, more people can find out about our show. Everybody. Everybody. You are doing
0: a really good job. Yeah, you are. Really. This is very hard. And you're all nailing it. Teresa, you are doing a good job, and you are going to do a good job this year. Thank with you. all the exciting things that are coming your way.
1: Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And you're doing an awesome job, too. And everything is going to go great with Shopkins.
0: <laughs> Shopkins forever, guys! We'll talk to you guys next week.
3: Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blue. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right.
0: If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, daddy baby by, not down Oh, said daddy
5: baby by, blow down maximumfun.org Comedy
1: and Culture